Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and I don't want to I don't want to get anybody nervous, but I want you to look at this. You know, we've seen a lot of people get filled with the Holy Spirit. There's no mistake you being here today. This is our month. This is what we've been talking about. They told me the other day, I think PL told me this morning, it's 70, we've seen over 70 people get filled with the Holy Ghost in the month of February. That's pretty awesome, ain't it? Ain't that cool? Don't you remember when you started this journey? You know, and then some of them got a little nervous. They're like, hey, so many people don't know what's going on. Yeah, of course you don't know what's going on because how many of you know when you go somewhere, you learn something, right? You learn about God in a safe environment, and you what? You, ad- you adapt kind of like the best way you can to go, oh, okay, I might not understand that, but let's hear about it. Today might not be my day, but at least I know the truth, and when my time's right, today is the day, by the way, but you know what I'm saying? If you feel like I got to get more, take your time. Don't feel pressured. There's no pressure. But we care about you having the Holy Spirit because we know you need him in life. You, know, you got to have him. You know, like, I'm, Pastor Chris, you're wearing me out, pushing me. You know, I got 9 o'clock nervous. I said, maybe I should check everybody at the door before I let them leave the building if they really got filled or not. Otherwise, I'm going to make them go back in there. Some people got nervous when I said that. I kind of didn't want to get Pastor Liz was like, what did you say? I said, I, said I was going to check everybody at the door before I allowed them to leave. She goes, oh, my God, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm a little bit gay. I'm a little thug still a little bit, you know what I mean? So, kind of, you know, a little gangster still a little bit. Like, hey, let me hear you pray. Yo, you didn't listen to me in service, so now go back in until you listen and follow instruction. But I'm a nice guy. I'm not like that. So we're going to let you leave. Don't worry. Don't get up and leave now. It's safe. I've, I got a PhD. I, I got two. I got one you earn and one you give me as a gift. I got two. So guess what? It's safe. Everybody relax. Look at your neighbor say it's safe. Look at your other neighbor say maybe. Maybe. Okay. Ken, Ken, Ken came to me the other day, and he said, listen, Ken came to me, he said, Pastor Chris, man, i really like to see more people get involved with corporate prayer. I said, me too. I said, maybe we should tell them we'll hit them with a two-by-four if they don't come. He said, no, Pastor Chris, we can't do that. But how many of you know we all need to be here for corporate prayer? Amen? So when we got the third Saturday, we got food outreach, great ideas, come corporate prayer, learn more. Amen? You guys got to lighten up. Relax. It's rainy out. You got nowhere to go. We're going to go to the race tomorrow. Everybody relax. It is what it is. Praise the Lord. Look what it says about the Holy Ghost. Read the Bible. How many of you know the Bible knows more than I know? A lot more. And you. Look what it says. Everybody say, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a what? A sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were. And there appeared unto them, what? Cloven tongues like as fire, and it sat upon each of them. Now look at verse 4. How many of you know this is, the, this, is a, this is a spiritual act? Now read the Bible. And they were all, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So all of a sudden they got what? They got filled. And when they got filled, what was the byproduct of being filled? They spoke in tongues. They got what? Filled, and then they spoke in tongues. So wait a minute now. Whose idea was this? God, as a mighty rushing wind, he sends the Holy Ghost. Why? He knows you need it. Let me tell you right here now. Jesus said, it's good for me to go. I'm leaving you the Holy Ghost. How many of you know that doesn't make natural sense? 
But if Jesus said it's good for him to go and leave you somebody else, how many of you know he knows what he's talking about? Because what was happening was Jesus could only be in Judea or Smyrna or Capernaum. He can't be everywhere in the world at all the same time. That's crazy. One person in bodily form couldn't do it, but in spirit form, he could be everywhere and be in you. Now, why does God want to be in you? Well, there's a lot of reasons why you need him. Amen. Look at this next one. Look, everybody knows Acts 1-8, right? But look at Acts 1-7. It ain't for you to understand the times or the seasons which the Father put in his own power. This was God's idea. You see that? Look at seven. Just sit in seven for a minute. Can you pop that back up there? He said, what? It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath what? Put in his own power. What's he saying? This is my idea. Don't worry about the time and the season. I'm sending the Holy Ghost. Look what it says when the Holy Ghost shows up, what he's going to do, verse 8. But you shall receive power. Woo. Now watch this. This power ain't so you can run around the room like a wackadoo. This power is so you can win in your battle your mind. This power is so you can have peace in your heart when it looks like everything's blowing up. This power is supernatural power than anything you face, you win. This power is power above and beyond. It's Holy Ghost power. You need power. How many need some power? How many you can use some power for life? Power over your mental place. Power over, how about this one? Well, the doctor said, I got greater power. Well, the lawyer said, well, I got greater power. Power of God. You need the power of God working on your behalf. Here's the big one with this one, and I want you to get this. How many know God knew that you needed the Holy Spirit so much so he went to the cross to get them to you? Whoa, and now I got power, power to win in life. Write that down. That's the one thing you need to know. The Holy Spirit came to give you power to win in life. How many of you want to be a winner? Come on, man. Don't settle for second place. You're a winner, man. Come on, win. And you know what I mean by win? Win in every area of your life. That's what the Holy Ghost came to do. So I want you to write these down. I got a couple places for you. I want you to see this. Here's the goal. Point number one, you got to know that God is for us, God is with us, and God is in us. I like that. I like that a lot, don't you? God is for me. Everybody say, God is for me. God is with me. God is in me. That's the truth. You know that? He's for me. You ever feel like God ain't for you? You know what I'm saying? Like people do that. Like, what now? No, man, God is always for you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Car breaks down. You're like, what now, God? Like God broke down your car. Cut it out, will you? You got to stop this crazy stuff, you know? Christians are so weird. TV remote don't work. The devil's in the remote. No, the devil ain't in the remote. You need batteries, you ding dong. What's wrong with these people? You Christian people are weird, man. You know what I'm saying? Some of you, if you're one of them, you need to stop being so goofy. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? My toaster broke. Is the devil's in the toaster. Definitely a toast, you ding dong. Here's 50 bucks. Get a new one and stop it. Laying hands on the toaster, these crazy people. What's the matter with you? No, man. You know what I'm saying? Like right away, everything's the devil. Everything negative is the devil. And I understand what you're saying, but you know what I mean. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Just stop. God is for me. And if God is for me, nobody in the world could be against me. But here's what you got to get. Start living through the lens of God being for you, not against you. God is not against you. God's days of being against you are over. He is for you. Now, I know you're going to say, and this is not a license to sin. I'm good at this, so trust me, right? Well, you know, I'm not living right. 
God ain't looking at you not living right and going, well, now that you're not living right, I'm against you. Know what I mean? Well, Pastor, I'm partying and all this crazy stuff. You don't know what I'm doing. Well, God's still for you. He ain't thrilled with your lifestyle, but he's still for you. It ain't like he goes, oh, you're a dud. Forget it. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? I know some of you be partying. I know. You smell like reefer when you come in here, too, some of you. Yeah, they do. And I don't know why. All you people smoking pot. Stop smoking that stuff that stinks, man. Huh? I don't, I don't know what it is. It stinks. You smell like a skunk is what you smell like. You need to stop that. Whatever. All right. Well, I'm just trying to tell the truth. You don't like it. Go to Romans 831. God be the glory. All right. You should stop smoking. Point number one. But number two, you got to keep doing it. Stop smoking the stinky stuff. Next. Move on. What then? Stuff's caught up in your hair, man. I'm just being honest. I got contact high in the lobby one week. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Come on. Stop. It's the house of the Lord, bro. You know what I mean? Work it out, will you? Maybe not on the way to church. All right. Maybe on the way home. I don't know. Figure out something. I'm just trying to help somebody in here. It's just true. I, I, I'm not going to point you out, but trust me, you know who you are. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait a minute. What was that? That ain't, that ain't Tom Ford, bro. <laughs> Put that up there. I'm spitting all over the place. Stop. What then shall we say? It is. It's all good. It's all good. Everybody say it's all good. All the visitors are like, I'm not coming back. It's okay. It's been nice having you. Hopefully we'll see you again. We're going to send you a Christmas card. Don't get mad. Just open it. There's no money in it, but just open it. Praise God. There's a picture of me. Like, I'm never going back there. You're like, that's that place I went. That guy's crazy. I'm not going back. Put it on the refrigerator at least for a week and pray for me. I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can. This place ain't easy, right? And what shall you say? If God is... Who can be against us? See that? Did it say, well, if you're jacked up, God can't be for you no more. No, he said, he's for us. Who can be our foe if God's on our side? Say that out loud. God's on my side always. Always. God's against me. You better hush your mouth. God is not against you. God's punishing me. God ain't punishing nobody. We got this goofy like, I know what you say. I could hear you. You know what I'm saying? Don't think this. No. That ain't God. God before me. God is with me. God loves me. Look at this. You got to remember this stuff because sometimes it don't feel like it's working. It's working. Look. Look at verse 32. Y'all get excited. Right? He who did not withhold our spare even his own son, but gave him us for us all. Man, the guy that gave Jesus for you going to hold back anything else? No, man. And stop thinking sin and all this stuff, you know, that's doing it. No, it ain't, man. He annihilated sin once and for all. The church is caught up with sin. I'm not trying to teach you people like, they say, oh, you're going to give these licensed people sin. You're going to have licenses to sin. I'm like, what, is, what is that nonsense? No. You're going to have a license to sin if you tell them it's this. Who in their right mind is going to see how good God is and then go out there and act like a bonehead on purpose? Nobody, man. Nobody. See how good God is. It's the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance, not the God hitting you in the head with a hammer because you're bad. 
So read the Bible. He said what? He said, if God gave his only begotten son, what do you think? He's going to hold something back from you? No, he's going to give you everything graciously because he loves you. So stop thinking like, you know, God, no, God is what? He's for me. He's for me, man. He's with me. And the awesome thing about this, he is in me. Everybody say, God's in me. That's important. Now, look at what is this all about? When you see this in John 14, 15, I know we've been going here, but you need to see this stuff. Who's in me? Who's in me? God. But what does God look like in you? John 14, I'll show you right here. I put in the Amplified so they can pull it up. Check this out. He is what? If you really love me, keep my commandments. He's saying, okay, give it the best you got, you know? That's Romans 8.1. For as many as are in the spirit, there is there now. If you, got, if you ever figure out Romans 8.1, let me do it soft. There is therefore now no condemnation that in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life of Christ set me free from the law of sin and death. Law of spirit of life in Christ, law of sin and death. He said, walk after the spirit. So what is he saying? He's saying, if you get up tomorrow and you try to walk after the spirit, you try to walk spirit led, you're going to be free. He didn't say anybody's going to be perfect. He said, you're going to be free. But if you sit there and go, I'm going to do it my way and you get all goofy and all that stuff, you're stuck before you start. So just give it the best you can. You think you're going to walk in love? You know how many times a day I walk out of love? I'm not proud of it, but my God in heaven. You know what I mean? It just happens. You know what I'm saying? So just try to do the best you can and just, all right, bad, okay, check, bad day, <laughs> pick it up. Bad morning, let's go, we're getting better. Come on, right? Not better like goody, but I'm getting better at following and listening and, and, and being free. Now look at this right here. Who is he? Look at, pop that up there. Please, next verse. Watch this. He's going to give you the who? Comforter. You got a comforter in you. I know I keep saying this, but the next time you need comfort, where do you go? In here. Now I got news for you. He ain't going to show up audibly. You got to trust the word. You understand that? You know how he comforts you? Through the word. Next time you read that scripture, you, you, know, you want to know how he counsels you? Through the word. You got to become word people, man. Well, I read the Bible, but no, but that's God's book to you telling you what's up. How are you going to see the helper? Through the word. Intercessor. Oh, now, I'm, now I got the Holy Ghost to pray in tongues. That's who he is. He's a standby. He's a comforter. He's a helper. He's living in you. He's waiting for you. He's like, hey, check in. You know what I'm saying? You carrying God. I told him at 9 o'clock. You know how all you girls like carrying purses? You know, you like that thing? You like that thing? You put it on like, oh, look at this. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got your purses. Like, you know, y'all got your Gucci. I like that song. I wear my Gucci, my Louis Vuitton. Come on. You like that? I like that one, right? That's a cool song, right? You know what I'm saying? You're carrying God, man. You got better than Louis Vuitton. Let's go. You got God in you. Some of you know what I'm saying? You put the jacket on, jacket fits right. Like, damn. You look bad in that coat, don't you? Slip that thing on like, whoa. Some of you, you don't get what I'm saying. You're Levi's. I know you cowboys like them days. Hey, these Levi's are it. That's your deal, man. Do your thing. You know what I'm saying? But you carry it. You carry it. You carry it like, hey, I'm carrying something, man. Got that purse. I'm carrying something. Makes me, whoa. You carrying God, man. What's it like? Do you think, like, man, I got the best of the best living inside of me. I got up today. I'm a God container. God is in me. God is living in me. He's moving in me. He has his being inside of me. Amen. You got to remember. You got to remind yourself. Why? Because it looks like sometimes everything's going wild. You know what I do with God? I'm like, this is going to be great. You know when it's all blowing up and falling out all over the place? 
I have these conversations within myself like, this is going to be great. I'd like to see you pull this one off. He does it. But you got to lose this thing like, God, work thou. Like he's going to come out of the cloud. Where art thou, O Father? Comest thou as darkness, darkness here. Oh, he's living in you, man. Stop it. You know, Pastor Liz used to laugh. They used to use that scripture, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And my, my, you know, that psalm where the Lord comes over the hill. I said, I don't like that scripture. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I, I don't like it. I said, my help ain't coming from over no hill. My help's living inside of me. I get her with those little. Every once in a while, I act like Lester Summerall. I get that Lester Summerall anointing on me. Like, Ugh. You know what I mean? I get a little on like, with my faith. Like, Those guys were old school. You know what I mean? Like, Brother Norville would be like that, you know, just tough. Like, you know, not mean, but just tough in their spirit. Like, oh, I'm not backing up for nothing. Devil ain't putting me on the run. I tell him what to do. Lester Summerall, you ever hear that story about Lester? I used to have his Brother Norville about Lester Summerall. He was a, a, um, he was a, a South Bend, right? He said, Lester Summerall was in the room. He had a great deliverance ministry. All the new visitors just relaxed, right? So he's in the room. And he said, the bed started shaking in the middle of the night. And he said, oh, great. And he said, he said, what is the world? What's going on here? And the bed started shaking. He said, he had a great deliverance ministry. And, and, he, and he, he didn't understand what was going on. He said, and the bed started shaking again. And he put on the light. He said, it's, oh, it's you. He knew it was the enemy. He said, put my bed back where it was. Shut the light off and went to sleep. That's how you got to play with the devil. Oh, it's you. Put my bed back where you thought you were going to move it from. Yeah, you got to be strong in the Lord to power his might. You don't think darkness is out there? Put on the news. These morons out there and in their pervertedness and disgusting, disgusting. And I'm going to tell you right now, as we get closer to this, I'm going to start opening my mouth. And when I start opening my mouth, you Christian people better listen. Because this thing's getting more perverted by the minute. And these ding-dongs trying to run this thing into the ground. I got news for you. Uh, you better wake up and we better start opening our mouth because it's ridiculous. And we're not going to get on that bandwagon today because I'm going to have six more months to have a field day there. And praise the Lord, try to come get me. You can't. Wow, I'm too fast, number one. And number two, somebody will punch you in the news. Amen. Glory to God. Look right here. Not you guys, all the crazy corrupt people that are trying to shut me down because I'm going to speak the truth. Amen. Just, just give me point number two because God knows I'm winning today. Just make sure that the greater one lives in you. Yeah. Yeah, they're crazy. They're crazy, man. It's crazy. And you leave me, just, just pray for me. Pray for, pray for, just, if you're going to pray for somebody, pray for me. God knows, right? But the greater one lives in me. You need to know this. The greater than one, than who? Look at the scripture. Look at this scripture when she said, hey, you're of God and what? Overcome them. Who's them? Every opposition on the outside, because why? Read it. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Where the greater one is the Holy Spirit in you. He's greater than the who? The enemy on the outside. You got to remember that the greater one is in you at all times. Okay? Watch this. Watch this, right? Y'all know this one, right? Right, right? You know this. Now check this out. Check this out. What do you mean the greater one? You are of God because greater is he that's in you. But who is in you? The Holy Ghost. And he's greater. He's greater once you got born again. And the person Holy Spirit comes and lives inside you. If you're really conscious of the greater one in you, then you ain't going to have no fear of nothing. 
You ain't going to have no worry about nothing. You ain't going to have no anxiety about nothing. You ain't going to be worried about nothing because greater is he that's in me than that obstacle that's coming at me from the outside. Greater is he that's in me than that financial problem. Greater is he that's in me than that doctor report. Greater is he that's in me than that situation and circumstance. Greater is he that's in me. What's going to look like you walking around knowing the greater one lives in you? Man, you're going to walk around like the heavyweight champion in the world. I'll knock you out, bro. What do you mean? Are you getting this? Some of you better tell your face, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You look like licking lemons for an hour or something. I don't know I'm greater. Better know you're greater. You're greater than all of it. How come? How come I'm greater than it? Because he lives in me. You're carrying God. Smith Wigglesworth was a great man of God. He said this, he said this in Ever Increasing Faith magazine. He said, I figured this out. He said, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Woo! You ever feel like that? You ever feel like that? Yo, Apostle Paul said, my knees were quaking. I came to you in fear, and I came to you in trembling. But I didn't just come with fear and trembling. I came to you in the mighty name of the Lord, amen, with demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. That's what's happening. Your outside frailty might be, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm worried. But then you settle in and know what? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I've been there, bro, knees and knocking. I went to them meetings, they dragged, oh, my God. They dragged me to meetings, put me in front of 6,000 people that time. And I'm like, there's 6,000 people in there, and there was no lie. Because everybody has evangelistic, everybody evangelizes overboard. They have evangelistic stretching ability. There's 1,200 people in the building. There's 3,000 people in there. I said, get a count and get a clicker. There's a lot of people in here. I'm freaking out, man. I was freaking out. You said, Pastor Chris, were you ready for the play? No. I'm freaking out. There's people everywhere in this place. And they tell me that, and then they come and tell you, great news. You know, you always got some bearer of bad news. They're like, hey, that guy over there brought his wife. She's sick, and he could shut the whole thing down and basically throw you in prison if this thing don't go right. You might want to pray a little extra for her. I was like, great. What else you got? Bad enough, I'm freaking out. Bad enough, I don't know what I'm doing. Bad enough, I have no clue what's happening, and I'm supposed to go do this thing. Were you confident in your ability? No. I'm freaking out. And on the inside, I heard God say, three steps, three steps, three steps. You'll figure out whether you're going over or under. Three steps, three steps. You'll figure out whether you're going over or under. I was like, dude, bro, ain't this your meeting? What do you mean figure out whether I'm going over or under? Ain't this you? He said, no, you got to believe you can do it. In the next three steps. I was like, all right, I'll believe it. What else I got to do? Long plane ride home, bro. Halfway around the world, this is going to be great. And nobody want to see me succeed in this room. Three steps. You ain't doing this in your own ability, none of it. So why would you get up Monday morning and think you're doing that in your ability? Did you, did you put breath in your lungs this morning to live? No, he did. You better start realizing he's a whole lot more involved in your life than you think he is. Just waking up today is a miracle for crying out loud. And you're over here thinking like you're doing this in your strength? You think you're doing this in your ability? You think you're doing this in your, you, you, got, no, man, I'm trusting him for everything. I'm trusting him for tomorrow. You got to trust him for the next hour. So you got to start what? Leaning on the greater one living on the inside of you. Knowing what? Number three, 
You're stronger on the inside than you are any side. Come on, somebody. Because why? The greater one's in there. He's in there, man. He wants to help you, lead you, guide you, get you to the next level. Look what it says. I'm stronger on the inside. Look at what it says here in 1 Corinthians 14, 4. This is so good. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue does what? Edifies. You know what edify means? Build up. You're building a spiritual structure on the inside. Did you know that? So every time you flip the switch and pray in the Holy Ghost, you're building like an architect. I got this guy. He's an architect. He's a really cool guy. He comes to stuff. I was talking to him. I was coaching him this week, and he's a real cool dude. And I said, I said, how do you do all that? Because anybody an architect in here? I don't understand nothing about this, right? I was like, how do you see the building before the building's there? Like, how do you do this? He's like, I have to see it. You explain it. This is what he said. He said, they explain it, and I have to see it and design it. I said, that makes sense, right? That's what you think. But I was like, how do you see that? He's like, I got to put it together. Doesn't that sound like faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. We understand that the world was framed by words. What do you mean framed? Like a framer, like a carpenter frames. He frames. He frames. He frames the world. You ever see somebody build a house? Slab, and then you see the studs go up, and then you start going, oh, I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see it. Then the roof goes on, you start seeing it. Somebody seen it when it was dirt. They can see. That's what he's saying. He said, while you're here, you're building an internal structure spiritually every time you pray in tongues. Some of you are working with the dirt right now. Some of you are putting an addition on the inside. Some of you are building a mansion on the inside. Because I'm spending the time, taking the time to pray in the spirit. Look what it says in Jude one twenty. Jude 1.20 says this. Come on, I'm going to keep you two more minutes. Watch this. But building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray, how do, you build, how, do you, how do you build yourself up in your most holy faith? You pray in the Holy Ghost. What happens if I'm not praying in the Holy Ghost? I guess I'm not building up my faith to the level where it needs to receive from God. So that's why you're doing it. You're putting the work in. And point number four, you're going to love this one. Hey, man, it, this one's big. Oh, God, help us. It's going to help you tame your tongue. Wow, that's a big one. Leave that up there for a long time, right? It does. You want to know why? It's James. That's what James said. How many of you know, man, I don't want to speak. You know, it's funny. I told him in the morning service the other week. It was kind of funny. God said, if you get around people, now listen to me, all you business people, entrepreneurs, people that are going somewhere in life, and all you guys that want next level life, look at me. This is not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun, and it's not going to be familiar, but you better hear it because this is what God told me. I was walking across the other week, and God said, everybody that doesn't see where you're going and tries to talk you down from it, get away from them. What? Now, listen, most of the people in your life we talk about, they are not trying to talk you down from it. They may don't see where you're going. Like, hey, we're going to go get $4 billion. And you're like, what do you mean $4 million? You know, that's not talking it down. But you know what I'm talking about. There's people that come on assignment to go, who do you think you are? You think you can do that? Get away from them. Anybody that tries to dumb down and cloud your vision, check them in a compartment that's not needed to be received from. Does that make sense? Like, you start talking big, like, we're going to go get acres and acres and build and do. And they're like, you know that body language posture? No. I told them Friday night. I went in that organization, and I looked around. I don't like, you got weird posture? I don't like you. I'll feel you. Not nobody in a church, like, in a board meeting. Because some of these guys got money. They try to push you around without saying nothing. I said, I, I said to the one guy, I said, I don't like that guy. He asked me, it was his stuff. It was his people. He hired him. I said, I'd fire him. I said, matter of fact, when I get here, I'm going to fire him first. Why? I said, I don't like them. I don't like anything that slithers. I don't like slithery. You know how people are slippery? I don't like slippery. I don't like slithery, slippery people. 
none of you guys got this, but I'm saying when you start talking about money, you get slippery people. You know what I'm talking about. It's just angles. So what it is, is posture means a lot. So when you walk in a room, you feel it. This is a bunny trail. You feel it. That doesn't mean you discredit people. I'm never rude or nothing like that. P.O. was with me. I was like, that guy's going to be a problem. I said, I knew it when I seen his face. They go, how can you do that? I said, because I'm feeling it. See, your, your body, your body, whether you want to believe it or not, you're either open or you're closed. People that are closed, people are slippery and sneaky. Don't go against that stuff. You know what I'm talking about. You business people know exactly what I'm talking about. Remember that one employee? You're like, they're going to be trouble, and they became trouble, and you knew they were trouble before you hired them. And then you wonder why you got trouble. Because you went against this. Don't go against this. Live in this. This is him speaking to you. Trying to lead you, guide you. You guys need to hear this stuff. That ain't a good job. Not every job's a good job, Cole. You got to know in here. Why? Because that money might not be right. See what I'm saying? You got to live in this. This is like bonus stuff. You, you pulling this in? But you get around people that, oh, you know, you're trying to homeschool your kids or raise your kids spiritual or this, and you got the nitwit at the carpool. I don't think it's that big a deal. You got to explain to her for nine hours why she's dumb. No, just be nice, be kind, and be like, okay, you do it your way. I, I don't know what you know what I'm talking about. Bring it into your world, the guy at work. Why are you putting up with that ball and chain you got at the house? She's a nag. Peace out, bro. I ain't got no problem eating lunch with you, but I ain't listening to you. Why in the heaven do you not qualify the people that you let get in between your ears for crying out loud, guys? You understand this? Just because people talking don't mean you got to let them in. Don't let them in your ear. They said this about me. Oh, my God. You know what these people in town were saying about me? I don't even care. I, you know what I told God? The only thing I asked God is, like, why do I got, Why does it got to come back to me? Because I want to fight some of these guys, like, in a cage. Mike could teach me. It'd be great. Right? I got to repent. No, I'm just kidding. I really do want to fight him. Right? So I'm, like, laughing, and I go, why do I got to hear it? God goes, how are you going to walk in love if you can't hear your critics? And then God said, use them. Use them. This was funny. I didn't think it was God, bro. I did not think. Chad, I didn't think it was God. I said, that can't be God. I thought that was me, but it was God. He said, no, you need to use them as stepping stones to your future. I said, why? He said, how are you going to know unless you hear their criticism? How are you going to bless them that cuss you if you don't hear them cussing you? Then I started getting excited when I knew people were cussing me out. Because when they tell me I'm number one driving a car, I go, praise the Lord, it's persecution. I'm getting a blessing. Guy, like, a couple weeks ago gave me double ones. Liz was with me, P.L. He went, look, you're a double one. I said, praise the Lord. Double the blessing. Double favor. Super favor. It's hitting my life. Blessed are the persecuted, for they shall be exalted. Yes, somebody cuss me out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know? And then they talking about you. Oh, you know that relevant church. You know that he all about. He's all about, you know, they got something. That he all about that. I'm like, why does got to come back to me? So I could pray for them and send them money. Oh, I did that. That was good. PL, they, they called, ten I told you about that. They called on me. They tried to, but they would call Tennessee. They were like, oh, this was, oh my gosh. I knew who the two clowns were too. I sent them an anonymous offerings. Did I told you that one? Yeah, I sent them money. Two preachers. One of them was big time. The other guy not. They were saying something about me because they didn't know what I was doing. And they said, oh, he did this. I said, I know who they are. So I said, Okay. So P.L. goes, what are, we, what, are you, what are you gonna do? I said, give me money, write me a check. 
I said, I don't want the check because the check's going to be proof they're going to know it's me. I said, give me cash. I'm going to put it in. Well, somebody was leaving town. I said, do me a favor. Mail this from a different state. On Joel, this is how you do it. I said, I ain't letting nobody get in my heart because that's the life source of my life. So all I'm going to keep is being a gardener. I'm going to keep my heart pure. So I said anonymously, I said, put it on there. I said, send the money because where my money is my... I don't know this day I said the money and they ain't gonna find out and I ain't gonna tell you who they are you hear you pulling it in you see it so to say what in the heavens you gotta do this greater is he that's in me but I gotta watch this thing James 3 8 James chapter 1 said any man can bridle the tongue he can bridle his whole body if you can't tame your tongue you can't tame your body guess what the Bible said about praying in tongues but the tongue no man can what tame it because it's full of what Deadly poison. Guess what you got to yield when you pray in tongues? Your tongue, so you start yielding your body, and the more you start getting used to yielding your body to your, you're going to start yielding your words. You produce great levels of spiritual maturity when you pray in the Spirit. Why? What does Romans 12, 1 and 2 say to do? I beseech you there for brother and brother mercy. God, present your body a living Holy and just, which is Amplified says, is your reasonable act of worship. So when I present my body to God to pray, guess what I'm doing? I'm giving him the greatest sacrifice that he ever wanted. Me. But I'm also learning how to tame my tongue. How many of us can do a good job taming our tongue? Can I get two hands and a foot? Yes, I need it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.